2: It's the 2018 Miss Oscars Awards, featuring Butch Jones, Jim McElwain, A Shark, the Paul Feinbart, and Barry Oda. Ladies and gentlemen, here are your hosts for the evening: Brendan, Colin, and Kayla. Howdy! Welcome,
3: everybody. Welcome to the Miss Oscars, the third annual Miss Oscars. Thank you. I'm your host Brendan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Colin Anthony. What's up, Dum Dums? And Caleb Bungard. Hello, children. Are you all ready to uh, have the biggest, most important show of the year? Oh, it's the award
1: ceremony. I mean, it, the the glitz, the glamour. It's all. It's beautiful. Yeah,
3: Caleb, you're wearing a lovely gown.
4: Yes, I, I wore no <laughs> underwear. <laughs> That's good to know. He
1: wants Are, to get ram jammed at an office part, <laughs> office party at a at an after party, you know, yeah. by Harvey Weinstein style. You know. Uh, well, there will be a
3: lot of cocaine there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Face push into a sink and get. Nice. Can't smushed wait. from behind, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> that sounds like Caleb. <laughs> well, it's an exciting night, everybody. If you're not familiar with the Mazoskers, what they are is it celebrates all that is the Mazodcast in 2017. This is the official end of the 2017 season of the Mazodcast, and uh, sort of the official beginning of the 2018. Season. That's right. Everything else will be our new season. And uh, what we have here is a bit of a best of show, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some awards to give out. Uh, and uh, I think you'll enjoy listening to some of the good times here on the Mazzotcast. Oh, I can't wait. Before we get into the awards, Colin Caleb, I think uh, there's been a lot going on in Mizzou football, basketball news. It was obviously the end of recruiting season. Tonight we're recording Saturday. Missouri had a big win against Mississippi State. They almost let it get away. Uh, there's a lot to talk about prior to uh, some of these fantastic awards. Yep, yep. Do we want to get into that now, or do we want to go Yeah, some well, let's or... talk about it. I mean, I think we've got... Uh, you know. Where do
1: we want to start? We want to start with a basketball team. We could start with a former basketball player named Terrence Phillips, whose life I personally ruined. Yeah, so um, we've heard. By, by, Twitter has let me know. And, uh, or we could talk about the, you know, we talk about the game today, whatever, whatever, whatever. Or we talk about recruiting, you know, that Missouri 10, And How are we do in the Missouri 10, by the way? How, how many uh. of those, that, that, that vaunted 10 in-state recruits did Barry Odominage to, to wrestle into the, uh,
3: Mizzou program? I'm interested to hear. Well, uh, by my take, it looks like we signed, officially, of those ten that we wanted to get all of, one. <laughs> yes, we had Nicely done. one of the uh, Missouri ten. This is their own fault. Yeah. The thing to me about it is it's not necessarily a bad recruiting class. because No, did but get it puts a black eye on the, on, the, on the look. Well, it's something that Barry Odom has done since he's been here. And that is... Just be terrible bad. at PR? PR and marketing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all remember when he was trying to sell, moving the uh, Missouri the, student section yeah. and flipping the Missouri side and the opponent's side, and that went over like a turd in a punch bowl, Yeah, like a pregnant pole vaulter. Yeah,
1: I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Barry Odin to be like, would anybody mind if I would uh, coach with no pants on and spread my ass cheeks, so on that side of the field could see my asshole during the game? Would mm-hmm. that be okay? And there, obviously, there'd be a, a tremendous amount of pushback—not from mm-hmm. me, but you know, a tremendous amount of pushback to that. But at this point, it's like it would be something he would try to sell.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, but uh, by making a big look stain. at my dirty balloon knot, <laughs> this
1: here's a fancy stink star.
3: That's right. Yeah. Um but by trying to sell these Missouri ten and then not landing any of them, yeah. it does look bad, and it sort of let, puts a, a you know black cloud over the recruiting class. So, as I said, it's not that bad of a recruiting class, but it is bad to see all these Missouri talented players go elsewhere to to Oklahoma, Nebraska, Ohio State, not Missouri
1: especially while Conzo Martin has come in and started to at least make inroads in St. Louis so mm-hmm. our um, basketball team is the one who traditionally has had always problems with the in-state guys and All that's right. the, it seems to be uh, the football program unfortunately but when solve those problems I mean I'm very comp- it, listen it, it's hard to recruit the top ranked players in your state when you go into their living room tell them what a great program you are start out one in five shitting the bed. The most of the talk is the coach who just tried to recruit you is not going to have a job. Right. You know, you he started behind the fucking eight ball based on the way we started the season. I don't know. I, I feel like if Barry Odom had to come out of the gate four and one, that maybe we would get a more than one of these guys. But I, you just shoot yourself in the foot, you know, changing the line from we're going to get this thing rolling to it's a rebuild. He did himself no favors, you know, polishing the program.
4: They didn't even get the third-string offensive lineman from Rockbridge to sign. I know. My kid side at USC, I heard. Yeah. Well, you know, well, Caleb and, you know, after, and his, his defense after yeah, yeah
1: after Barry Odom went after him in that press conference. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to yeah. imagine why he'd want to come to Mizzou. Yeah, yeah.
4: It, well, he bailed on
3: them. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but, you know, the recruiting is what it is. And, and I honestly, this time of year, I hate the most when it comes to football because obviously there is no football yep. to talk about. And just... Pinning my hopes on the whims of 17 year old children. <laughs> it just, it's not the reason I watch football. Man, now. How would
4: you like to have a job where all you talked about was 17, 18 year old boys all day and charge people for it? Man, that's got to suck. Yeah, yeah it sure
3: does. <laughs> it's not something I'd look forward to. Yeah, no, fuck no. that. No. Nope, nope. But, uh, yeah, so there was that. But I think, you know, on a happier note, the basketball team, they had a four game losing streak. Things looked rough. Oh, and, and the then four game
1: losing streak is so impressive that it got turned it, turn it around. That is the most impressive thing Conzo Martin has done. Since he's been here, it would have been very easy for this season to slide off a cliff, and he they 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 righted the ship with a very tough win in Alabama.
3: Yeah, on against the road. Kentucky at home. Yeah, that was um, a huge win. We've never beaten Kentucky. Yeah, it's. I mean, tonight there are, we beat Mississippi State, although like I said, we almost let a twelve point oh, lead go in the last. minute I think and with and a half.
1: minute thirty seven, there was a timeout called, mm-hmm. and we were up by ten. and I thought we're feeling pretty good.
3: Yeah. And, uh, then I didn't feel so good. <laughs> well, I was at the game and it was the one reason why we let that league get away is that Mississippi State started to press. And Always. as soon as it, we couldn't get the ball inbounds. And that points to the fact that we have no guard. Played. Yeah.
1: That's, that's, I, I wrote it down. No point guard. We have no point guard. Right. And, um,
3: yeah. Although it should be said that Geist played very admirably.
1: No, and like, it's not a, it's not a knock on necessarily on Geist. Or anyone in particular it's just we don't have a tried and true point guard. There's nobody that can sort of break a press on their own. The other thing that frustrates me so badly is they, they, they catch a ball in a corner and get trapped or they just can't get the inbounds in. Call a fucking timeout. We're at the end of the game. It's almost over. It's nut cutting time and you're gonna, you're, you're gonna give away a possession. And this yeah. is the point of the game where you can't give away possessions. And I saw on two second consecutive Series where they tried to inbounds the ball, and it went out of bounds. And Uh then in the next one, they got trapped in the corner and threw it away. And it's like, if you can't get it in or you're trapped, just call timeout. Yeah, You had them to give. I understand you want to save timeouts, but we're not talking about football where you're going to do a two-minute drive. This is basketball. It's all about possessions. You cannot give away possessions like that. Yeah, And it cost them, and it ended up in overtime because of it.
3: And I think what we're going to see... Is more teams press Missouri because of oh. that uh, flaw at the guard play, but ultimately you have to give the team credit because they fought back and won that game. Yes, they did. And uh, even with foul trouble, you saw Tillman make some key shots, and he drew that key charge mm-hmm. at the end of the game, which was a huge turning point in the game. And so, and he's it, he's been a little quiet of late, really. Yeah, we haven't beaten Mississippi State in four years. It it was great. I mean and what is this third fourth win in a row now for the tigers yeah. you know they don't have to do a whole lot more to be tournament eligible i saw in
1: bracketology this before this game they had him as a 10 seed mm-hmm. so you know if they continue to win they're only going to go up from there they've got a, they've seemed like they have a little bit of breathing room now not much they yep. can't go on a fuck they can't go and shit the bed the rest of the season but they've got a little bit of breathing room they can lose maybe a game they weren't supposed to
6: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions
7: apply. Need to hire?
1: You need Indeed. ...to and still not be on the bubble... But uh, they—they're a flawed team still. There's obviously, there's one thing that can change
3: it all. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we talk about the six foot ten elephant in the room? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So MPJ, MPJ—he's that, he's, that one thing can uh, make them get into the tournament, even if they lose a bunch of games, because the NCA would like to see him there.
1: Well, you make an excellent point. I, I was listening to the radio earlier this week, and they were talking about how Syracuse had basically done that same thing. I don't remember the kid's name. He was an all-world player. He had gotten injured. And Syracuse had basically sandbagged and said he was coming back. Now, in their case, it wasn't for the bubble. It was to keep a number one seed. But it turned out immediately once the tournament started and they got their number one seed, the guy needed fucking knee reconstruction. He was not going to play again. But Syracuse certainly wasn't going to let that out because they didn't want to lose the cachet of being a one seed. And certainly, I think the people who choose the tournament are going to want a Michael Porter Jr. in it if he's mm-hmm. available.
3: Sure,
4: it's back to dunking basketballs.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. he's dunking yeah. in pre. In, His social in media
3: posts are yeah. uh, indicating that he could play, and he said in an interview that he uh, would not be surprised if he were able to he play this the
4: next Thursday.
1: I see a lot of of uh, pushback on this from the standpoint of they think, well, like it'd be stupid to let him play. That's crazy. And it's like maybe you're right. I don't know. My thought is is that when Michael Porter Jr. looks at this, he goes, I don't want to be drafted seven overall. I want to be drafted in the top three. And, you know, these kids from Oklahoma and these kids at Duke, and these guys are moving up the draft board as they play well. And because Michael Porter Jr. is not playing, he just kind of keeps continues to slide. I saw yesterday I saw a projection that had him as low as five. And, or I'm sorry, had him as low as seven. I saw another that had him at five. And I think Michael Porter Jr. and his family and circle around him now want him to play just to bring his profile and stock back up for the draft.
3: Yeah, there, there was a lot of talk that it would behoove him not to play in college so he could yeah. just go to the NBA. Yeah, I don't see it at this point. At this point, like you said, there he has competition. You know, He's not going to be gifted the number one spot or the top five spot in the draft. And if he can go out there and he wants to play, we all know he wants to play. Yeah. He wants to play with his brother. Go out there, play, look good. It can only help him. Yeah, I mean, the unless fact he gets the, hurt again. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, but but the unless fact destroys <laughs> his spine. But the fact of the matter is, th- this is a kid <laughs> who has played basketball his whole life. His whole goal is to play professional basketball. And the concept that the best thing for him to play professional basketball is to not play basketball right now—that has to seem like a foreign concept. proposition yeah. to him. And also, I just think you know he's a competitor. He's a winner. And the people who are going to say like. You know, he shouldn't play. Those are people who are losers.
4: Well, those people don't remember what it's like being 18, either. They're all yeah. old fucks. Well, are yeah. 18, you can play ball all day, you yeah. can fuck all night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just superhuman. And, yeah. and you can't
3: be worried about getting injured. You know, you just yeah. can't. You, know. you have to throw caution to the wind and play ball. And well, I think it's what he wants to do. And
1: I think the, the one thing about the injury that he had, we've talked about it before, it was a pinched nerve that they had to drill a hole in to relieve pressure on. So the hole that they drilled, they want to make sure it's stable so it doesn't collapse when he starts dunking and shit. The fact of the matter is, the greatest downside to this probably, I mean, and I am no doctor, obviously, but you collapse that hole and you have to have the surgery again. It's not like he will, his spine would be destroyed and he'd never walk again. It just means, oh, we just set back your, um, ability to, go to, uh, you know, preseason camp at the NBA, you Mm -hmm. know, eight weeks. But, you know, I mean, it's not like there's a, the, the, the downside is so enormous. He can, he could always just skip the NBA if it happened and just play a year of college and then go to the NBA next year. So, the, it's not like a downside is like this kid ends up in a wheelchair or he plays basketball. Right. It's not one thing or another. There's yeah. a little bit of gray area
4: there. Now he doesn't have to go to the NBA. It's not like he's forced to do it because of money.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
4: his family's not. very well to do. Yes. And uh, he's going to have a brother that's very likely going to play
1: in the NBA as well. I think it's silly to expect him to come back for another season. Um, I don't foresee that. But if he plays again this season, gets hurt, I could. Let me propose this
3: to you guys. Would you, if you could only choose one of two things, which would you rather have? Michael Porter Jr. coming back in two weeks and playing the rest of the season and then going in the NBA mm-hmm. or Michael Porter Jr. not playing any of this season and coming back for a full 2019? Well, if, if that's my
1: options, I'll take full 2019. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, yeah. I mean, I, as much as I want to see him play this year, this team is, like I said, still very flawed. It's still very young. I mean, you're, you still got Tillman and Jonte who are not there yet. You know, and you, you pair Michael Porter with them in another, in another off season to, to kind of get their shit together. You know, we're obviously going to lose some stuff in the off season, but, uh.
4: You're going to gain some too. Yeah,
1: for sure. So, I, under that scenario, yeah, I'll take him for a full season over, you know, the last four games of our season and then the NCAA tournament. A lot of good basketball talk, but we, we have to bring it down to some bad basketball talk, and not right. necessarily Directly about basketball, but mm-hmm. we had a player on the team. I don't know if you two are familiar with him. His name was Terrence Phillips.
3: Oh yeah, we talked a lot about yeah. how what a great guy he's. Yeah, he's,
1: be. he seemed like a a real cheerleader for uh, Mizzou. I'd
3: let him date my daughter.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's a good policy what? right now. He, he <laughs> he's now qualified to work in the White House, so yeah. his job prospects are still there despite what has gone on. But the fact remains is that this guy was a guy that went to other sports and cheered on his uh, fellow athletes. Mm-hmm. He was all he was. He was very available to yeah. everyone and
3: anyone involved, involved in the student government. Yeah, right he him? wanted
1: to run for president. It was well known that he was going to make a run at the uh, student body president. And uh, then some sort of nefarious things started to permeate. Out well, of first the, things
3: first, he was that he was suspended indefinitely yeah. and with no reason. What's going to on, on here? And all of a sudden. Quickly later, there was a Title IX investigation. But before that happened, I believe, Colin, you sent out a tweet that said uh, you heard some reports that he'd...
1: I talked to a couple people who are sort of in the know at the view, and I'm just like... And both of them told basically the same story that apparently Terrence doesn't treat women all that well. Right. But they didn't have specifics, and they hadn't talked to Terrence or gotten any... you know. So I said, I I kind of sort of couched it by saying, you know, just the rumors, can't confirm, and then I, I got a... a an right. ass jamming from Twitter uh, about uh you know ruining this guy's life, just fucking ruining it. It was me, Brennan. It wasn't Terrence Phillips who has done
3: all of these things. It's well, I did that. A day later, the Title IX investigation came out, and a lot of women came forward saying that uh, yeah, he, he's not so good to women, right? And so he'll uh, do a
1: little shoving, a little maybe videoing that he's not supposed to, some yeah. stuff like that.
4: He's still yeah. running for school president,
3: isn't he? No, I don't
1: think they're going to let him. Oh, no. they
4: won't let you run for school president. <laughs> Only <laughs> president of U.S. Oh, okay. Because I figured oh. he was still going like win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, so, so, just assumed he'd win by a landslide. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Well, this was the third guard to leave the program uh, in the season, Ugh. and that, of course, contributed to the, the uh, lack of guard play we have. Yeah. But uh, the fact that they're doing so well and are it bound, despite all the guard stuff, including Terrence Phillips, is just amazing. Well,
1: and Terrence Phillips probably the truest point guard on this team when he was on this team, but still not good at guard. I mean, I didn't see him breaking any presses on his own or, you know, they just, none of them are good enough ball handlers, you know, to really do anything on their own. But yeah, yeah, Terrence, uh, Terrence obviously has some, uh, some extracurricular stuff that he enjoys that, uh, society on a whole sort of frowns on. Right. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you know, this whole Me Too movement should really, really put a kink in Terrence's, uh. Uh, hobbies, You're right? So uh, Put a hitch he's in just an
4: average point guard, an average sexual predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's not
1: even. A, he's not even a fucking five star sexual predator. He's just a fucking average. Oh, actor. I think he's
3: above average. <laughs> well, but, give credit where
1: credit's due. <laughs> You're right. We're being too hard on Terrence. <laughs>
3: All right, guys. Are we? Yeah. Are we I on him? I, I don't know that we are. Guys. Okay. Um, being <laughs> as it is, it is the Masoscars fellas, we're gonna get some awards. Yeah, well, you, you guys ready for some awards? Oh, baby. Yeah, our fans want to hear it. Um, I do want to mention, Colin, that, uh, we brought the fine bot in to, yeah. uh, to celebrate with us because this is the big night for sure, the podcast. Sure. And so, uh, uh, thank you, Paul, for joining us. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. You are very welcome. <laughs> Paul has been drinking quite mm-hmm. a bit, uh, 38 so, oil. Yeah. <laughs> it's his favorite. Yeah. I'll have another. <laughs> but, uh, he's going to join us as I know a lot of our fans would like. Why don't we get into our very first award, this is the best analogy of the year. We present a lot of analogies. Yeah, the
1: best way to understand something is to to analogize it. You Mm -hmm. know, just break it down in a way that's
3: consumable for people. So why don't we get into the list of nominees
2: for Analogy of the Year. And now it's time for the best analogy of the year.
3: He is. He's like the Benjamin Buttons of college football. (laughs) He
1: is. (laughs) You've heard it here first. (laughs) Lane Kiffin is officially the Benjamin Button of college football.
7: <laughs> it's like uh, having a girlfriend with gigantic boobs. There's a part of you that's nostalgic for little boobs, isn't it? and uh, when you have no talent, like the very, makes you nostalgic for big-time names.
3: Yeah, I'm very rarely nostalgic Like that for... Yeah, except the, the uh, nostalgic for little boobs is, uh, uh, I think it's a very small
7: part.
1: <laughs> we want to go to Ruth Chris to have a steak, but we're going to have to go eat it at Denny's. Well, we don't even get to eat Denny's now. We're just eating out of the garbage. <laughs> Six Seven Wins to Me is a 40-year-old divorcee who's
3: had just too many drinks at the bar. Very, very doable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like women. You know, if you date a good-looking girl yeah, and women see it, mm-hmm. they look at you as dateable. Like, what's that guy got that I need? He dates pretty girls. I'm a pretty girl. I guess I can go out with him. Yeah. <laughs>
7: He acted like that ball was slickered cum on a gold tooth last year, Lobby times.
3: Well, Jontae himself has handled all this with the
1: subtlety of a 12 pound jackhammer on a G spot. I mean, it's not exactly like it's been state secret. What I'm saying is is that the fans have already, like, written it down. Like, yeah, a little too much for about. my Yeah, level, that's yeah. my concern. It's like it's going to turn into a guy rolling his fist in kitty litter and jamming it up our poop chute. Right. One thing, nope.
7: <laughs> don't Trust me, when we get out there, we, uh, we see
1: more gash than uh, a Mexican ER. A Mexican ER. Oh, Good Lord. That's right. It yeah. gets wet out there, if you know what I mean. It's like uh, hiring a babysitting service, and when you open the door, Michael Jackson is the uh, guy who's you know, <laughs> babysitting your children. It's, yeah,
3: it just unsettling. gives you
1: an unsettling feeling in the tummy mm-hmm. when everybody likes Mizzou to win. <laughs> yeah, but every Mizzou
3: fan goes ahead and drops off those kids. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. To be fair, those guys are going to get more snatched than a purse thief.
1: (laughs) They're going to pull more tail than a special needs kid at a petting zoo. They're going to plow more beaver than a reckless riverboat captain. Religion is like a dick. It's great to have one. It's great to be proud of it until you start trying to jam it down my throat. (laughs) What do you want to eat, a shit sandwich or a a cock burger? (laughs) You know, they're both not appetizing. That's like a girl going, yeah, don't get too high on yourself because I just fucked you because my pussy really stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow, congrats. Is that what it's like? <laughs> Is that the exact analogy <laughs> that it's like? I think it's pretty spot on. Yeah, I think uh, that works. That's like arguing for Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> like, like, this guy's a pretty solid fella, you know? <laughs> it's, it's sure, he good. blew up a bunch of folks in Oklahoma, but, you know, other than that.
3: So no. we're comparing Kim Anderson to a, a domestic terrorist,
1: <laughs> well, I didn't have thought of that in those terms. But yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just well, the point I'm trying to make, for this is It's a hard sell.
3: Wow, that's a lot of uh, a lot of analogies. candidates. Yeah, yeah, there sure were. And Caleb, uh, I've given you the envelope for the award. Would you uh, go ahead and un- unwrap that for us, please?
4: I will. It's so exciting. <laughs> <I'm> so nervous. Best <laughs> analogy goes to. Michael Jackson Babysitter. <laughs>
3: Congratulations. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, well Wonderful. earned. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Colin, Caleb, one of the things that uh, we've done this year that we didn't do in years past is we've told a lot of little yarns and stories and tales. Mm-hmm. And when there's so many of them. We've broken it up through the night. Sure. And it will be the big finale of the night. But uh, why don't we go ahead and play the first of the candidates for the story of the year so our listeners can know exactly who could win.
2: Here are the first candidates for Story of the Year.
1: Well, you know what, Brennan? Wait, okay. I know it's early in the show to digress. Yes. So, can I just say this about Tiger Woods? <laughs> okay, let's talk about Tiger Woods <laughs> while we're here now, <laughs> uh, Hoover, Alabama, to talk about this. Is how you start an SEC football podcast, Brennan? Uh, uh, Tiger Woods. Yes. You know what I liked about Tiger Woods and, this, and banging the uh, the umpire and and all that? Like, no, I but, do not know. Well, Please. part of what made me feel like I related to Tiger Woods was that unlike. You know, he wasn't banging like supermodels and str- like they made him out to be a sex addict. Yeah. Like the whole, they like, I felt more connected to him. Like he's more down to earth because he would bang a Denny's hostess. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy will fuck anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this guy will fuck anybody. You know what? You may be a bartender at Applebee's, but that doesn't mean you're out of the running for the Tiger Woods Jizzed on My Tits sweepstakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and that's, that's no good- Derek G. <laughs> <from the tits? laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry fans for that uh, early digression. Tell me, how do you feel
3: about the Manning family?
1: Oh, um, they're 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 a fine family. Oh, they're the finest family.
3: Good, good football players. Oh boy, not just they're fine men. They're the best men. as not, a matter of fact. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say the best men. I no, mean, well, there's there's the good Lord Himself. Then there's Mister Archie Manning. Okay, and then of course there's Jefferson Beauregard Davis. <laughs> End of list. <laughs> <laughs> From the Civil War. The former Well, we don't like to call it that. It's a war of northern aggression. We just peacefully farming our crops, just trying to mind our business, raise our own families like good Christian men, and then them okay. Yankees like you Missouri Fedders. Again, mm. I, I feel like that's a stretch.
4: Copper Chef,
3: you, you like that? No, they're fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe they should clear, play the Copper Chef. Yeah. So <laughs> you're right, yeah. Caleb. Yeah. Missouri, right. Missouri's unproven, but the Copper Chef is so proven time and again. It's
4: undefeated. It wants Bama. <laughs> so here's where we Chef stand. Wants Bama.
1: <laughs> here's where we stand. Brennan and I want to see the exhibition game. <laughs> Caleb wants you to see
3: Copper Chef. <laughs> yeah. You just you he stands you just, by that product five stars.
1: <laughs> you just you
3: decide who you who you stand with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, your vote's in now. Yeah, Hashtag yeah. Copper Chef. Yeah, tweet, tweet at Caleb Bumgard if you agree with him
4: you, have to prove that, with him. you have to prove that you own the Copper Chef, no. no, though. Don't just be coming at me <laughs> He doesn't want this fucking Copper Chef for <laughs> tenders. Yeah. Fucking wasting yeah. his time. Don't be coming at me if you don't own it.
3: <laughs> Somebody flipped an egg with fucking the Harder. <laughs> it comes right
1: off. Yeah, speaking of the Porter Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned before the show, Caleb, that on Sports Nation, they had them playing Cornhole. Oh, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. It was great. First one made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the highlight of the goddamn day on Sports Nation. Yeah. It was the highlight of the weekend for yeah.
3: us. Yeah. Well, what was crazy about them playing Cornhole? I mean, mm-hmm. Cornhole, that's not the
1: Cornhole that I'm familiar with. Like this game that got a, I had a unfortunate different name when I was growing up, the game Cornhole, which I'm sure the both the Porter brothers are going to do plenty of on campus. Sure. Was not this
3: game. <laughs> well, you know, they call it Cornhole in it. And on TV, the SEC Nation people call it cornhole. League. That's a lot. The game is, I've always noted as, <laughs> as cornhole, but my assumption is it was named after the activity of which you're referring to because this big beanie bag goes <laughs> ramming into a hole and it implies something else. Thus the name was inappropriately gathered, but it seems to have become acceptable. And am I wrong or is there just? Was there? Have there always been two different, very different cornholes?
1: I don't, I, I don't know. Well, there's always been two different cornholes in my mind. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, but uh radically different. Listen, there's two types of cornhole, and Michael Porter Jr. is going to do a, quite a bit of it on Mizzou's campus. Both
7: hot dog water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are going to be a lot of Jersey chasing sorority whores mm-hmm. on uh, Mizzou's campus. Whose whole this will be point? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna limp around campus hardcore mm-hmm. oh my god They're, he's gonna try to cripple them <laughs> yeah.
4: be like fucking a warm glass of water when he leaves <laughs> yeah like a wizard sleeve <laughs> like a wizard sleeve
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so many to
3: choose from mm-hmm. and there's more oh boy <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah obviously we uh we had a lot to share it was a it was a action-packed season this sure. year. and uh, We had a
1: lot of knowledge to, mm-hmm. to
3: yeah. give people. So uh, we're going to, like I said, push that to the edge of the show, but uh, we're going to give a couple more awards before we head to our first break. The uh, next one we're going to give, a little bit faster, one is the uh, worst prediction of the year. And this is an important one because we make so many bad predictions. Sure we do. We make a lot of predictions. Very few of them come true. Yep. So why don't we get right into this year's worst prediction 2017.
2: And now it's time for the worst prediction of the year.
3: It uh stacking up could be the ugliest, scariest uh battle of the year, possibly.
8: Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Except for a bowl game. <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> bowl game. That is hilarious.
3: Yeah. You know, technically, mathematically, we can still be in a bowl.
1: I don't believe
3: that. Here's my thing about Drew Lock.
1: I'm done with Drew Luck. Florida at home. I'm going to say a loss. The biggest thing that scares me about Florida more so than Tennessee or Georgia at this point is I believe Florida's well coached.
4: We've got Kentucky versus South Carolina. Kentucky's not that good.
1: And South Carolina, who I don't think is that good, is going to show you that Kentucky is not good. <laughs> you know, They're going to beat Kentucky. This team has too much talent on it to lose to a team like South Carolina.
3: Hmm, all bad predictions. Yep. Yeah. You know, even without Brian, we managed to put some bad predictions together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, Brian always helped in this category. All right, Caleb, do the honors.
4: Worst prediction, Zoo losing to Florida.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations, Colin. Yeah, you thought they were well coached. The coach was then relieved of his duties. Yeah,
4: well... Colin's a big shark-fucking fan. <laughs> Absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. we got a lot in coaching. common. We've got a lot in
3: common. I'm going to miss uh, McElwain and his shark-fucking. Yeah. And, all right. And uh, Speaking of Colin, this category, as we do every year, only relates to Colin. Oh, well. It is his worst ben- mispronunciations of the year. Almost How
1: long missed. is the show going to be?
3: <laughs> well, it's important. we got to get this one out there. Sure. So before we head to the break, let's give Colin special word of his worst mispronunciation of the year.
2: And now it's time for Colin's worst mispronunciation of the year.
3: Is named Demario
2: Crockett.
3: Or
1: Demario. That... <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> Where's
2: Giselle Buchan
1: at? Because that's where I, that's where I'm headed. Giselle Bunchen. Incorrect. <laughs> but Art Hain is the guy Art Haynes. Haynes. Incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not gonna be taking home Margaret Robbie tonight. You know, right away. I, I think mean, that's Barry Mar- Margot Robbie. Incorrect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's We're right. passing judgment on Dan Mullins or where the, well, the fuck his name is. Mullin. Where the fuck his name is. You're not drinking Shafley beer. Or Shafley. <laughs> Perfect. Incorrect. Ladies basketball. Yep, here we go. Sophia Cunningham. Sophie. Yeah, there you go. Incorrect. I gotta stay on brand, but <laughs> I'd say the, the upside for North Carolina is they South like, Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> Incorrect. Close to beating Xavier. Is it Xavier or Xavier? I'm gonna fuck this up. It's <laughs> Xavier. Incorrect. I can only imagine that Marvin Zander thought he should be starting over Drew Locke. Zanders, incorrect. Yeah, well, whatever the fuck his name is.
3: Wow, again, good it's a stuff. gift. It's a gift. Yeah, <laughs> every year you produce some fine candidates. All right, Caleb, <laughs> who's it going to be?
4: You can't try to do that. It just
3: happens Yeah, that's right.
4: And the winner is Sophie Sophia Cunningham.
1: Well, they yeah. they call her Sophie. Mm hmm. Um, Maybe her full name is Sophia, though. Maybe I'm right. We have Google. We can check that out. I think maybe we better check Google. Incorrect. Maybe I'm right
8: now. Yeah. Incorrect. Incorrect.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. We need to go back to the break room and do a little bit more cocaine, just to, just a bump, so we can prepare ourselves for the rest of this show.
6: That was good stuff. Yeah. yeah it thanks, is Paul. good
3: stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. This is the Mazoskers.
2: and now we look back on when the mazodcast created a kim jong-bill sign for the antlers
3: kim
1: jong-bill kim jong-bill that needs to trend on twitter and i'm going to tell you what Mm -hmm. and we have created a couple photos of uh, kim jong-bill on our twitter site i took the uh, liberty of sending it to the antlers Mm -hmm. those motherfuckers better make that sign yeah if if there isn't a kim jong-bill sign at that game i will be disappointed in our fan base i will be disappointed in the antlers particularly
3: and I don't know. Uh, it's It
1: may be an unforgivable offense.
3: <laughs> I do hope the antlers can get in as hard as it was for people to get seats. No shit. Those antlers God, better those be there. Those guys are
1: so fucking hardcore, though. I mean, you know they were on the phone, on the... And plus, it was, Antlers,
3: we need you now more oh, than plus, ever. Plus, you know the
1: antlers are season ticket holders. Yeah. And season ticket holders got offered tickets first, and you could buy up to 12. Right. So, I can't imagine that the antlers are not going to be in attendance at this game. I can't imagine. And uh, something else we should mention, Brennan, is that uh, we uh, had made a uh impassioned plea plea to uh the antlers we had created a little image of kim jong bill mm-hmm. and uh said you know we need this needs to be a sign mm-hmm. this needs it to needs be to be in the sprint center it needs to trend on twitter it needs to be in the sprint center this needs to happen hashtag and, kim jong bill and um brendan i want to tell you something about the antlers yeah not all heroes wear capes they're good shits. yeah and uh they immediately made a sign they mm-hmm. tweeted it at us we were I've never been prouder to be associated with this podcast. Mm-hmm. When I saw that sign was going to be in the Sprint Center being yeah. held by the antlers, I yeah. was you know beats my watching my three kids born by a mile. Sure, and I uh, wish Ian
4: was
3: my <laughs> child.
1: Yeah. So anyway, they did it and mm,
3: uh, came through big time.
1: Yeah, big time. Now in um, the clutch, as you might have seen on Twitter. Kim Jong-Bill sign was confiscated,
3: mm-hmm. which fascist. I feel like is
1: a feather in a cap. Fascist! The fascist took the sign from th- of the fascist. Mm-hmm. So, the irony.
0: Mm-hmm. Is- oh, sweet irony!
1: Yeah, but I was so happy. I'm so proud of the antlers. I'm uh, so... So happy to have had any interaction with those guys. They really
4: are who we want to be.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: they, yeah. They, they kind of represent us. Yeah, kind- kindred like spirits. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have
3: good news for you, Colin. Do you? Mm-hmm. After the break, uh, we've got uh, Dan Blanchard, who's the grand Poobah of the Antlers. Who, he's their uh, Lord Commander, and he's going to be calling in and talking about his experience and that of the Antlers uh, in the Sprint Center this weekend. So we'll have a little chat with uh, with the Antlers themselves and hear about the background on the Kim Jong bill sign as well as what the sprint center was like from an antler perspective
1: that sounds awesome
9: this is a good show (laughs) this is a damn good show (laughs) before the game we we had to all drive from columbia to kc and we all met up we bear signs we made sure we brought the uh kim jong bill sign yes we're so proud of you for that We we all met up and then we got over to the stadium. We wanted to be the first people through the doors, so we got in line real early. We were actually the first people in. And that's when we ran into uh Sprint Center event staff for the first time and mm-hmm. that was a whole nother headache on its own right. We we managed to bring in four signs including Kim Jong Bill. Mm-hmm. You know, we made it into our section. The first thing we chanted was Beaker trust the second thing we chanted was Kim Jong Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, About 10 minutes later, up in the upper deck where, you know, the musicians were, another event staff guy comes down and he tells us that he needs to take our sign. This was thankfully after we had our picture taken with it. Mm -hmm. There was proof that it made it into the Sprint Center. uh, He comes down and he tells us that he needs to take our sign. And so I asked him, you know, do you mind me asking why? We already had our signs checked. They were all given the okay. And he told us that his boss, told him that the signs were too big and needed to be taken and again i asked him i said you know well yeah but you, you let us through one security checkpoint do you understand our confusion on this and he was like yeah i just need to see the kim jong bill one <laughs> clearly that one had struck the appropriate nerve <laughs> with someone up in the sprint center who probably you know
1: there's a fascist in the crowd and they didn't like that sign
9: yeah Ah, yeah, I just want to say my favorite, uh, moment of 2017 was that caller that called in about week five that wanted to put Barry Odom in the slammer for a couple years. (laughs) I was laughing so hard, man. Uh, you guys have a good next season. Hey, Mazodcast, so G Money here. Fuck all them pussies
7: talking shit in the survey. Don't change a thing. Fuck (laughs) them.
3: Uh, and we're back, and uh, welcome again to the Mazoscars, and as you heard some of our voicemails, we had asked people to uh, send in voicemails with their favorite Mazodcast moment mm-hmm. of 2017, and uh, those who did, and uh, we play tonight, we will be giving away beer and uh, we Schlafly. have Schlafly. Schlafly Beer, who is uh, proudly sponsoring tonight's events, as is uh, Game 6 Honky Tonk in St. Louis. Thank you very much for that. We'll be also giving uh, some tours away to uh, the Schlafly Brewery VIP tours, up mm. to nine people worth $100. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for your calls, and congratulations. Yeah, you thanks want. for
1: listening to, the, to this show in particular, where mm-hmm. we're just basically jacking
3: ourselves off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're doing. And speaking of jacking ourselves off, why don't we get to the next candidates for story of the year?
2: Here are the next candidates for story of the year
3: It's like when I was, I
1: don't know, eight And I wanted so badly for my mom to buy me the Millennium Falcon The or, real one? Well, or Santa Claus Wink, mm. wink, elbow, elbow the, No, not the not the scale one but mm-hmm. the, You know, the toy Oh, okay And couldn't get it Didn't get it Didn't ever get it And as I got older and realized that Santa Claus was not a real thing And it was my mom I What? Just, I just realized my parents were super cheap
8: Hmm
3: yeah, yeah. That was just way too expensive. <laughs> Fuck you and your Millennium Falcon. It was $24. <laughs> we, we only love you about twelve ninety nine. Yep, that was about right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well, everything's set up so nicely for this game, but I'm like you. This is a team that went 1-5 to start the season, and yeah. it's hard to really, really believe just yet. Yeah, I think the
1: best analogy is, is that if we win this game, we're getting the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> if we lose this game, we're getting shitty Lee jeans and socks, <laughs> which is a thing. Trust okay. me.
3: Yeah. Well, what a sad childhood you had. <laughs> you, you enjoyed it too. Yeah, I'm glad you glad it hadn't stuck with you. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those. I had a minor. In Did you? No, yeah. I, I
1: I have I have the entire uh, deck, you know, of
3: cards uh-huh.
1: except for that one.
3: Well, I filled it out for you. I was in the uh, city of Warrensburg, Missouri, mm. and what's beautiful the beautiful Warrensburg? Yeah, what's the what's the street? This line, Pine Street. Pine Street. Map. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it would be wise as a young 20 year old to, uh, carry around a bottle of beer. Uh, the Warrensburg police thought otherwise. And Good for them. Yeah. I got, that was my first mugshot. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Didn't, Fortunately, I haven't had many since then. But, uh, yeah, I had to make another trip to Warrensburg against my will. Well, and I'll I had pay what, a $25 I... fine.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
3: <laughs> kept me off the basketball court. I'll tell
1: you that. Yeah. I didn't, didn't play for Mizzou that year. Mm-hmm. Well. I wish I could trade my uh, dri- driving under the influence for uh, for, my, for an MIP, but unfortunately.
7: <laughs> I went online, and they sell what's called performance-enhancing drugs on um, what's called the dark Internet. And are you familiar with dark Internet, boys? You, you're you good with them computers and stuff. I mean, you're calling me on one or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the dark web has got stuff that they claim will make football players better football players
3: yeah yeah well i i I've heard of these, coach and I don't know that certainly I don't think it's something you ought to really look into and secondly I don't think you should broadcast Why not? It on, well well there's there's rules against it and some of it's illegal
7: well, Jesus Christ I'm just everything I find out is how how strange are the rules
3: well I mean I think uh, even the guys who who do it they certainly don't broadcast it on podcasts or other forms of media to uh, tell the world that it's happening <laughs>
7: Back to the drawing board, I guess.
3: <laughs> so that was your grand plan to fix the defense was by performing enhancing yeah, drugs the, on the
7: dark to put web. The shit in my mess kit here, boys. I'm telling you what, I thought I had it all figured out. Why can't you
3: put the students directly behind the visitor, oh. on the opponent's bench? Well, I think the you know the idea is that they don't want you know, students to harass or harangue the opponents. And, and it, that's, that's part fair. of football, right? Well, let me tell you, Colin. Let me tell you a little story. And, I don't, Brian, I don't know what things were like when you were in school, but I do remember a time when I was a youngster and I was in college at Mizzou. Seventy
4: years ago. Seventy
3: or 80 years ago. Uh, we were in the Big 12 in those days. And at the time, the winner of the Big 12 conference would go to the Orange Bowl. That was the tradition, and that's what happened if you won the conference. So on our first conference home game, when Missouri would make its first score of the season in its first conference game, the students would take oranges they had concealed and brought in from <laughs> from, from home, and they would Before chuck <laughs> and they would chuck it at the opponents. Yeah, so <laughs> and so. I may or may not have chucked an orange at the head of a Nebraska
1: player a time or two so you're hucking hucking oranges at people with something zoo has a a proud history
3: of. Yeah, and that was a tradition Missouri students did it every year. They snuck oranges into the game, (laughs) chucked them at the opponents from 30 yards away, and then people took time out as the event staff scurried onto the field Mm -hmm. and picked up smashed citrus fruit. Good to hear a little of uh, Brian. I'd like to say I miss Brian Goers, but uh, but I don't.
1: Yeah, not at all.
3: Yeah, so we uh, were happy to welcome. I, I didn't know
1: aboard. that uh, Barry Odom would be able to uh, be a candidate for awards, but that's good to know.
3: Absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't he be? He's been I a guess. huge part of the yeah. show as well, Well, and he
1: tells great stories.
3: <laughs> he is. He is. A, he's a rack on tour. Yeah. <laughs> he can so, spin a yarn. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, let's go to our next award. We're known for our sports talk and sometimes our stories, but I think one thing we're obviously known for is our heated political debates. Yes. Absolutely. So we are going to now have our next award, which will be our best political discussion of the year.
1: I didn't think we did politics on this show.
3: No, no, apparently we do. (laughs) (laughs) Because one of the things I said on the survey was uh, the thing they didn't like was politics. That's
4: a huge part of it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's becoming huger, I yeah.
3: guess. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and listen to the candidates, because obviously we had some really well-thought-out political thoughts. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: And now it's time for the best political debate of the year.
3: And it's sort of the it's Comey Day, Brennan. <laughs> it's Comey.
1: I cof- don't follow day. politics, but apparently a 6'10", half robot, half statue, mm-hmm. is having a lover's quarrel over a dinner with an orange reality star.
3: I, am I close? I don't know much. Is that... All I'm thinking is, is that that's what we're forced to be talking about now because it's fucking June. <laughs> You'd hate to yeah. slap this kid with a felony for sure. just driving around with some fucking mushrooms. Which, by the way, recently have come out as the safest illicit drug one can take. There's mm-hmm. almost absolutely no negative physical after effect from using mushrooms. Well, probably some sort of like nutrition to them mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they're they're you know, well,
3: fungus we like can that. have to debate about the drug wars yeah, yeah. but but these are not jeffrey
1: boberg all sessions gonna make sure <laughs> they how go to jail a long time
3: <laughs> why is anyone paying russia
1: to help us with our social media recruiting efforts i don't know i don't think it makes any difference whatsoever for the most part though but i you know if it did i'm fully in favor of
3: asking russia to help mm-hmm. yeah but, absolutely I think they've shown that they can they can swing much bigger things than just <laughs> just our recruits.
1: Yeah,
3: they got their hand on the
1: pulse. <laughs> Donald Trump wants to fuck his own daughter, and I say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Trump administration should try this with the whole travel ban thing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if we quit worrying about refugees and they they bring up the zombie thing,
8: mm-hmm. yeah, they, the I mean, courts
1: maybe look at it in a more friendly light because obviously, I mean, I don't know your politics, Colin, but I don't
3: want any more zombies in this country. No I do not either. I did not realize we were that political. Yeah, there you go. Controversial. Yeah. Some of pulse. that stuff is taken out of context, makes it sound sort of bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb, who do you have as the winner?
4: Russia helping us recruit.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I wish they would.
1: Yeah, we only got one of the Missouri 10.
3: <laughs> the You're Russia listening, to Vladimir more? Putin? Yeah, come to Missouri. Yeah. We will put you up in the new studio. How do you like the new digs, by the way? Oh, very very nice. Yeah, this is our first podcast from the new Mizadcast studio. And don't worry, it is still located one mile below Faroe Field in a bunker. Yep. But, uh, but it's been refurbished and it's yep. pretty nice. Yeah. It's
4: real nice. Yeah. It's keeping my balls warm in this dress. Yeah. <laughs> that's
3: what's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about politics and, uh, you know, I think one of the things we've learned from the Mazog guest is we're a lot better when we're not talking. Yeah. We're better when we have guests mm-hmm. and who, have, who know a lot more about sports than we do. Sure. And so that's why we celebrate tonight the best
2: guest we've had in the 2017 season. And now it's time for the best guest interview of the year, Adam Amin.
9: When
3: people hear the name Amin, they usually think of one of two things, either Edie Amin, the 1970s Ugandan bloodthirsty dictator, or Adam Amin, the ESPN SEC network bloodthirsty uh, play-by-play man, and uh, (laughs) Adam is here to join us now.
6: To be fair, I think they also think of of me as a dictator as well.
3: (laughs) I added the bloodthirsty part.
7: Well, I mean that, that goes without saying. Uh, that's also a, that's frankly a superfluous <laughs> word
6: in the introduction. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I just I think people just assume that about me anyway.
3: Yeah, I think our listeners would agree.
6: Chris During. I mean, I said it on Saturday off the air when, when Chiz and, and uh, Dari and I were talking. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Missouri get bowl eligible with with the schedule they have and the uh, uptick in production. Uh, you know, I think this is a team that, that uh, has a legitimate shot that to, to go to the postseason, which as you kind of referred to there, would have been unthinkable uh, a month ago. But you know, thanks to the improved play on the, on the defensive side and, and a little more consistency
2: offensively, and I think that's a realistic uh, expectation at this point. Colonel Holland Sanders.
3: I almost hate to go down this route, Colonel, but where do you find all these prostitutes?
7: Well, sir, I used to have a little more trouble than I do now, but I'm, a few years back I met a wonderful gentleman down south by the name of Hugh Freeze. And I'm going to tell you what, this man knows all the best broccoli in all the South. I'm telling you what, he's been to them all and makes wonderful recommendations.
2: David Nail. Yeah, I'm just a huge, huge Missouri fan, bleed black and gold. Some
6: would say probably a little bit more fanatical than I should. And I tell my wife all the time I'm too old to care as much as I do, but I eat sleep and breathe it.
2: (laughs) John Crist. It's
7: going to be very difficult to sell tickets for a home opener against Missouri State. And then you welcome Purdue, which is one of the you know, doormats of the Power Five in Week Three. Another sort of odd matchup. Hopefully, it's not Indiana all over again
2: from a couple of years ago. You
3: uh, know, from I your mouth to God's that ears. That a Sexy matchup,
2: yes. Tony Cornheiser.
3: I thought we thought that's important to uh, get right out in front when you're talking about Mizzou sports is to mention that your guest has no knowledge of the uh, of the topic. So none, but I know that
6: the colors are
5: uh, the football team are black and gold. I know that. I think I'm right on that, right? Black and
6: gold? Yeah,
3: and that's the kind of analysis and insight that uh, that our program brings. That I'm
5: famous for. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember many, many,
6: many years ago when they had, they had a center named Steve Stepanovich on the basketball team, who was drafted very high, like two or three, and... His friends called him Steepo, but everybody in the media referred to him as Stupo <laughs>
3: for shooting himself in the him. foot. Yes, well, I remember <laughs> that, him. Sure, yeah, and that's a, it's a great legacy for the Tigers.
2: Pizza burns. Yeah. Uh, hey, Paul
6: Feinbaum, am, am I the best fill-in for you whenever you're uh, when you're on vacation? Not sure about that. <laughs> All right, Paul. Uh, do you think Alabama wins the West once again? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, who's your favorite coach? Nick Saban, who uh, who, uh, who pays your paycheck? Nick Saban. And Nick Saban. <laughs> <public>. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, you got to get. I'll, I'll try to connect you guys with Paul. Maybe one day the Paul Finebaum can uh, actually interview Paul Feinbaum. and we'll have some fun with that one.
3: Yeah, I don't know why we get these guests. That would be a glorious day. Yeah, Paul Feinbaum
1: talked to the Paul Finebaum. That's. I guess that's that's probably our, I don't know, our Mount Everest, maybe. I don't agree.
3: <laughs> Paul, Paul. <laughs> I wonder if they'd both be as cantankerous as the fine bot seems to be. Yeah, you know, they get in an argument. I I, you know, I think it would be, because uh, you, you programmed him well, and he answers exactly as the fine bot does.
1: You're right about that. <laughs> so who's our winner? And the winner is?
4: Tony Kornheiser.
1: Yeah, I think certainly the biggest name we've ever had on the show. <laughs> That's right. We have an ESPN he's, he's star. Literally
3: on, on, uh, on television every single day on ESPN. There's absolutely so. no reason he should have been on our podcast. No. Yep, but he sure was. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason anybody should be on our podcast, <laughs> no, actually. No, there really isn't. Yeah.
4: I was part of the Colonel Sanders. Yeah, Colonel's a good guest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Colonel's a good yeah. guest. I really he's fun to hang out with.
1: Caleb, before you were part of the show, he did his original interview um, on a Kentucky preview show. And uh, it's worth a listen. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, it's worth a listen. Well,
4: since I became you know friends with the colonel through the show, yeah. I've never had better back massages. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he, he knows all the, all the best, best places. I don't sure know that you is. want to admit hanging out with the colonel, <laughs> well, we based do. on what we've heard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, we <laughs> Caleb, Hugh Freeze, and the colonel just mm-hmm. taking it out on the town.
4: <laughs> it is fantastic. Well, fellas. A lot of
3: prostitutes with their s- skeletons permanently changed. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy
4: everywhere. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We talked about our bad predictions earlier in the show, and I think we owe it to ourselves to uh, congratulate ourselves, as this is what the show is all yeah, about. Yeah, this is
1: just a huge jack-off
3: mm-hmm, us. That's right. So uh, we had some predictions that actually came true, awesome. and I think it's time to celebrate
2: that now with our Best Prediction of the Year. And now it's time for the Best Prediction of the Year.
1: I would say Brett Blima from uh, Arkansas. Really? Yeah. I'm Bert. I'd say Bert's on the hot seat, mm-hmm. because uh, they're paying him a shit ton of money. Yeah. And, and they, they have been mediocre at best since he got there. Got Larry Roundtree
3: the third, who is a running back. Uh, and there's, I heard a lot of good talk about him. How he may be uh, getting some reps this year and putting the Ish on notice. Yeah. Butch
1: Jones is going to be. Uh, I mean, obviously the Owl's job is taken by Lane Kiffin, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the does the uh, Santa Cruz Mud Slugs, where the fuck they're called, do they need a football coach? Because something tells me after the season, uh Butch may be looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the, the bright sides to this season could be firing Butch Jones. Yeah. You no? Know, I don't, oh, much, if, I don't want they, Butch Jones to um, get fired, ultimately. But.
3: He's going to be.
1: If Mizzou beating Tennessee is the nail in that coffin, terrific.
3: That, that's our Super Bowl. That's our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm.
1: Adam Ford tweets, I'm in favor of firing the next Arkansas coach who loses to Missouri on the spot.
8: Sour grapes. So um, mm-hmm.
1: he has now turned losing to Missouri into a fireball offense
3: immediately. Well, I'm going to predict it right now. Brett Bielema, that is going to be the next one. <laughs> and uh, I am predicting Missouri to lose to the University of Purdue
1: what do you, do you know what at home. Uh, <laughs> if he cannot win football games in this part of the season, I mean, you got Florida, Dumpster Fire, Tennessee, Dumpster Fire, Idaho, Dumpster Fire, UConn, Trash Bag, Vanderbilt. You don't see Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Even the South Carolinas or the Kentucky's world, those are in the rearview mirror. This schedule sets up beautifully.
6: I'm advocating to back the Brinks truck up, pay a bunch to Romar to come over from Washington and whatever money he has given to his godson and his uh, godson's brother to come back to Columbia and, I mean, put... Put that on the coaching staff, whatever. Do the Mario Chalmers trip.
1: Wow, one of our callers made a MPJ prediction. Yeah,
3: it's interesting because uh, Caleb, who was that? Caleb the Greek, that was Worldwide Text. Oh, alright. The Caleb the Greek, who all he did was make predictions this year, didn't make any of them. Yeah, well. <laughs> He's not, not a candidate. All right, uh, Caleb, why don't you give us the winner
7: this award?
4: Butch Jones fired.
3: All right, Colin! Congratulations.
7: Well, I think we all predicted it at some point in the season several <laughs> right. times.
3: Yeah, so. but the I think the reason you won was because you predicted it in the SEC media days in Hoover, Alabama. Oh, okay. Well before the season started, yeah, yeah.
1: so yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a savant.
3: <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, I think as as we mentioned earlier in the segment, uh, the show is always better when it's not us talking. Sure. And uh, we're going to celebrate that again by not the best guest of the year, but the best caller of the oh, 2017 this is a salty, this is a salty, salty mm-hmm. category. It's always tough, so why don't we get to that now?
2: And now it's time for the best caller of the year. I'm going to send a
7: buddy of mine to Vegas on a flight and our dollars in his hand for the Tigers to win it all. So I don't know if that's stupid, if that's a horror, I don't know what that is, but... That just stuff, makes damn sense to me. ...for this Friday...
3: That's just fine fiscal planning, I think.
7: Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's my investment
3: strategy. Mm-hmm. There's, Wait there's,
7: till the Mizzou team has some hype, and then bet everything you've got on them. Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I tell you
7: what, that's great, great. Let me tell you this much: I got to give uh, full credit to Mizzou now. Mainly for the rally for Ryan. I did want to mention, uh, put her out there I and, mean, uh, bless her little heart. And I hope everybody at the zoo and, uh, all parts of the United States, Kansas included, which is a shithole, but <laughs> we'll include them. I hope they can support her cause. It's uh, very important. Now I will say this. I mean, Quinn Snyder looks like breaking John Wood, apparently, <laughs> what we got up there. Now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I miss the date of Richie Clemens getting a shoebox full of $100 bills. At least at least we can be competitive. Do
3: you have any predictions okay. as to uh, who might be the no, new coach next year?
6: Well, knowing the athletic department and not wanting to open their wallet, uh, it's probably going to be, who's Northwest Missouri State got? <laughs> <laughs> I guess my main call and point to it, though, since we all know the inevitable is going to happen and Mazadcast has wrote ad nauseum about this is i personally feel that uh, really? i would like to see us uh, go after the larry brown fix it quick this can't go in two years but maybe we make a final four i mean i, I just want to sell my soul to the devil to, to see a final four the, the end could be near with president trump who knows what's going to happen <laughs> sure. i just want to I want to ha- this to happen. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we're all for well, it. Brian's in the house. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> That's right.
7: Back from the dead again. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
6: congratulations on the vitamin
3: C. All good candidates yeah. again. Yeah. Thank you for your calls, listeners. And the
1: winner is Caleb. Drum roll, please.
4: Oh, it's a tough one to get open. Uh, Larry from Missouri. Yeah. yeah, Larry, congratulations. He was a final year.
3: I'd say shooter. he's an odds
1: on favorite. Yeah. You, you know, Larry from Missouri is a professional caller to the yeah. Paul Pinebaum show, so calling a little piddly podcast is yeah. you
3: know that's that's light work for him
4: he brings the heat
3: yes he does <laughs> such
4: <laughs> so, a nice guy too
3: yeah yep. you know he brought up the rally for ryan which tonight was the rally for ryan game yep. and it's the third time they've had that and it's the third time missouri's won which uh, not as surprising this year even though it went to overtime yeah but the last two years we were total and complete garbage and uh, we managed to pull off that win so i say we do it every year how about every game? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Colin, I saw you were scratching your nose a little bit. You look a little twitchy. You oh, ready boy. for some more cocaine? I'm for a bump. Okay, let's do Got that. A little low energy right now. <laughs> we're gonna take take a break, and we'll be back. This is the Mazaskers.
9: And
2: now we look back on Barry Odom's emotional speech that turned Mizzou around.
1: I want to get one thing real straight. I'm gonna win here. That's gonna happen. We will win, or we won't. This is a turnaround. Any way you slice it, or dice it, or frappe it, or put it in a blender, like they do with margaritas. They're delicious, by the way. Or when to look at it, this is a turnaround process. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I'm built for this, or I'm not. I've been in a whole heck of a lot of this my entire life. I'm built for it. I'm. Fucking 220 pounds of stacked shit, man. Hey, man, I find myself in these situations way too often. I'm the man to do the job. Or I'm not. I want to go back to the year 1997-1998, when Larry Smith was here, all right? His ass went and fought for 14 years because the administration was too dumb to fire him. And finally broke down the wall. He did it. He did it. And now Trump's trying to put it back up. Well, I don't like that. All right? Okay? All right. Is everybody all right? All right. Is everybody all right with that? Anybody in the front row? You are. Are you all right? How about you? You with the bald head. You all right? You want a soda pop? Sure, I'll have one. Hey, get get that guy there soda pop. But anyway, Gary Pinkle, you know he did good things. I mean, other than hire me, that was a turnaround. It took time. That's where we're at. Okay. All right. But I got guys at the third string left tackle from Rockbridge High School that I tried to recruit that's got a Twitter account with 12 followers and he wants to put out how terrible we are and fuck him he may be right I want to fast forward again again two F's on the button it's on the right hand side To a little bit longer uh, 2012 I went to Memphis okay alright maybe historically at that point was the worst program in the country except for Kansas in 2012 we won four games alright that's three more than we're going to win this season 2013 we're a hell of a lot better but we won three games, all right? Only three games. That's only two more games and we're going to win this season. So everyone was thinking, oh, they went backwards. No, we didn't go backwards. I mean, we did, but, you know, I'm telling you we didn't. So just fucking follow me here. No, we didn't go backwards. We were better in a lot of spots. And in 2014, we lined up and won 10 games. And I had very little to do with it. But I was there. All right? Okay? We won our conference championship, and at the end of the year, ain't nobody in the damn country that wanted to play our ass, I guarantee it, except maybe Alabama or Oklahoma or USC or Auburn or Michigan or Ohio State or Florida State or Baylor or Oregon, Wisconsin. Clemson didn't want no piece of it because we were playing the way you're supposed to go and play. It was a turnaround. Justin Fuente did it. And I was part of it, okay? All right? So, then fast forward to 2015, okay? All right? That was a tough year, all right? That built me for who I am today. And I know that sentence doesn't make a great deal of sense, but I said it. That built our program into the fucking trash heap it is at this current moment. That's the narrative. That's the turnaround. That's the state of our program. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I'm horny. All the above. But I'm right here. I'm right where I want to build this team with a whole bunch of guys who want to do it the right way. The right way in every aspect of our organization or program is probably the better word, but I'm not so good with words. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So let's move on. Who are we playing next week?
9: Hey, this is Jim, first time caller. I'm going to have to say my favorite Mazzotcast moment is going to be Kansas woman putting breast milk into bake sale items and some parents were outraged by that
7: the fact that only some parents were outraged by that is amazing love your stuff keep it up boys M.I.V. Hey guys I just want to say I think my favorite in moment this year was when after the Purdue week the guy called in and started making farting noises it was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen but thanks guys your podcast is great thank you
3: Thank you once again to the callers who uh, left their Mazadcast moment for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we do appreciate that. And uh, it's funny, you know, a lot of these moments didn't involve us. There yeah. were other callers yeah. who uh, made Which is it. probably what makes the show unnecessary. Well, <laughs> <But laughs> oh, it's unnecessary. <laughs> don't you worry about that. All right, guys. And
1: exceedingly long. We apologize. <laughs> or, or we, we don't.
3: Yeah, or we don't. This one, uh, let's get to our uh, next candidates for Story of the Year now.
2: Here. Yeah are the next candidates for story of the year.
3: Uh, Bill Pollack at Missouri Sports wrote, if Missouri Arena couldn't hold back a Passat, they've got some security issues over there.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. The tr- I don't say troubling thing for me and Brennan is is this. A couple years ago, well, we often get little requests. People want to sit in and listen to the show. As hard as it is to believe, there'll be people that go, hey, can, we, can I just come sit in and, and uh, see what you guys do and how it's done and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, hey, what the hell? We always mm-hmm. our, our opinion is is like, one of these knuckleheads may end up being on ESPN one day, and wouldn't be a bad thing to be on their good side. Right. This this gentleman's probably not going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he was a wrestle, wrestling fanatic and uh,
3: a journalism student, and uh, he's actually an English major, but he aspired to be a journalist. Yeah.
1: Apparently. And so, a couple of years ago, a young man uh, contacted us. He was a wrestling
3: enthusiast, mm-hmm. and wanted uh, to be a sports journalist. Wanted to be
1: a sports journalist, and uh, was a Mizzou student, and he came and he sat in hmm on a recording. On a recording, and uh, when I saw this guy's mugshot, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think... He may or may not I think have. this the perpetrator of this awesome crime may or may not have been a Mazadcast listener, follower, and possibly... You know, sat in on a yeah, show. Yeah, sat in on a show, so... Yeah, we got that feather in our cap, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We touch with greatness. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. We, well, our policy... Brendan, this is why we, we kind of take all comers. Yeah, I mean, because you never
3: know. When somebody's going
1: to just be great.
3: Yeah. And we, you know, we got a glimpse of greatness, and we didn't even realize it. Yep, when we invited we it. in. I so, saw that mugshot. Like, God damn, that guy looks
1: familiar. And the more I thought about it, and the more I started digging into. Like, holy shit, I think that's the kid. Think that's the kid that sat in. <laughs> My first thought when I saw the story was, does Brian drive a Passat? He doesn't drive a Passat, mm, right? No, I know. So Brian Goers is not this. Person. In the clear on this one, yeah, on
3: this particular case.
1: I went to a Renaissance Festival with my children.
3: <laughs> my
7: wife bought
1: the tickets. Please do not judge me. Mm-hmm. I only had to miss an alumni baseball tournament that mm-hmm. I wanted to play so badly for mm-hmm. it. So it wasn't like I was missing anything I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I was in Kansas, so trying to find a Mizzou game was virtually impossible. There's
3: not a lot of SEC network available. No Brownback,
4: he got mm-hmm. it all.
1: I the internet was terrible at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I
3: asked the it's called the a motel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all hotels in Kansas. When I asked the front desk person, he showed me why. He opened the the Wi Fi like box, and it was mm-hmm. just a monkey with an organ grinder just mm-hmm. so they've upgraded.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a hamster, yeah, and I was real.
1: telling the uh, for the fans. I was telling the guys when you know you go to a motel or hotel, whichever mm-hmm. the wherever state you're in, uh, <laughs> whatever
3: social economic <laughs> group you're in. <laughs>
1: The hotel always reset... When you turn off the TV, it always resets you mm-hmm. to the channel. And they only have two channels in Kansas that I could find. Mm-hmm. One of them is Fox News. Right. And the other one is just some, like, public access that just plays old Kansas basketball games on a loop over and over again. But they don't have official licensing. So it's just a guy who has taken, like, camcorded the games over the years mm-hmm. and just plays them on public access. And those are the
3: two channels available in Kansas. Wait. Th- I mean... When I've been there, and there was a third. There was the Fire and Brimstone channel, too, where it was just 24 hours of crazy evangelical <laughs> preachers talking about Hellfire. Well, I didn't see that channel. Well, I think it's pretty popular. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the
1: hotel doesn't cotton to it. I don't
3: know. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a Jewish hotel. Famous yeah. in Kansas.
1: <laughs> yeah, famously Jewish. Yeah. Anyway, that digression must end. <laughs> One of those uh, real sex dolls, have you seen those? They're have like I the, seen the, them? The, <laughs> yeah, No. Like the Chinese or Japanese, they build those uh, robots. Mm-hmm. That uh, they're very expensive yeah. and, and and supposedly lifelike. You'll have to show me yours, but mm-hmm. uh, they're very expensive. I so I don't have one. I feel like our listenership probably might dip their toe in that water yeah, a little. Yeah, probably bit. the right. So if you're
3: going to buy a five thousand dollar Japanese sex doll. Do it through Amazon. Do it through our Amazon banner on the Mazadcast website. Yeah. It really is the best way to help the show, and it doesn't cost you an extra nickel. So no. uh, buy your sex dolls through Amazon, yeah. through Mazzotcast. If you're hankering for a robotic blowjob, mm-hmm. there's no reason not to give us a taste. And I know I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Brian, what you're alluding to is that serial killing it seems to be the province of white dudes. You know what I mean? Like You don't hear about black dudes being <laughs> being serial killers. It seems to be like a total white dude move. Like, I um, hate black people, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> anyway, so, my thought is, is that this guy's named Isaiah, probably black, therefore not a serial killer. I hate black people. <laughs> God damn it.
3: Uh, Brian, <laughs> so that's why we got that drum. Thanks for adding that little bit, Colin, Jeez. Uh, Brian, it turns <laughs> yeah. you said football player?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with football player.
3: Told you. Yeah, yeah. 5'11", 191-pound <laughs> freshman running back from Jacksonville, Florida, the three-star running back originally committed to Oregon State before flipping to Mizzou. He adds tremendous boost of speed from the backfield and has never murdered anyone. <laughs> he, uh, there's only two people that are
1: named, Isaiah, black people and, like, super religious white people.
3: So, Brian, yeah, he, now he's out there at 4-2. to Colin's it's going to be really tough to catch up, but you can try here with uh,
1: Pompey Coleman. Pompey Coleman? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm
3: um, going say football player why? Comes. Why? Tell me why? <laughs> what about what about Pompey Coleman might lead you to think football player? Colin, this could do it. You could close it out here with this final question for you, Dennis Rader. Okay, Dennis Rader.
7: Um,
1: Can I help him out with this one?
7: <laughs> <laughs> I hate black people. God damn it. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nobody who's young enough to be playing college football is named Dennis. That's my that's my <laughs> go-to advice on that. Don't help Brian. He you know what I mean, here. Brian? I mean, it's his mind will be named Keith. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Brian's dad's <laughs> name. <laughs> and Brian's dad is not young enough to play college football. It
3: is a serial killer. Yeah,
1: it is shocking.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, you were. Uh... You didn't look good on that one. No, no, you know? I didn't. But I don't look good most of the time. <laughs> That's true. That's sort of my
1: role to play on yeah. this show.
3: Well, good candidates, all of them. Uh, why don't we get to our next award. This is for Rant of the Year. And this is an important one because we often go on tangents, as you just listened to. And uh, this is to celebrate that. And uh, so here we go with the candidates for Rant of the Year.
2: And now it's time
3: for Rant of the Year.
1: I can't imagine there are a bevy of whores on the campus of Kansas, there's students who would be love to gang bang the basketball team. You know, we'll just jump at that opportunity. <laughs> you know, ass over tea kettle right for it. I don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> you know? Locking well, her up from both sides with a pair of Chinese finger cuffs, <laughs> Brian. I mean ram jamming, you know what I'm talking about. Rock 'em sock 'em, suck that cock. Rock shock Jayhawk, you know what I'm talking about. I can see in your eyes.
3: <laughs> Moving on. It comes from Joe Massa at TV Joe twelve, and the reason I say at TV Joe twelve is I'd like everyone to tweet back to him. He says four and five and their best season in years, and now they talk shit. C in Gainesville. First of all, they are spelled T-H-E-R-E. T-H-E-R. <laughs> of course it is. And also, their best season in years. Again, goldfish. Two years we won the division, and that was 2013 and 2014. And C in Gainesville, 2014,
7: we beat you by 30 points. <laughs>
3: You're an idiot.
1: They <laughs> sure is. Uh, and you got to give a shout out to Emmanuel Hall. He catches everything. And yeah. for a te- for a team that I feel like even before the bad season was perpetually dropping footballs, Emmanuel Hall catches everything. Mm-hmm. I was sitting. I watched the game at a bar. I had a buddy sitting with me who does not follow Mizzou closely, and he's like. Uh, that first Emmanuel Hall catch that he made on the sideline it, like jumbling, falling down catching mm-hmm. the ball and it was like good god and it's like who is that guy It's like that's the only wide receiver I've ever seen Mizzou have that catches the ball every fucking time mm-hmm. and he sat on the bench for the first four weeks <laughs> I was like the reason he was on the field is because we had to kick a guy off the team to Cause see him because he called him. the coach to go fuck himself I yeah well, it, and I, I would love to tell the entire coaching staff to go fuck themselves mm-hmm. for this guy sitting for the first four weeks
3: and, and, you know, after our feel-good win at basketball last night, yeah, I saw a, were a couple of Kansas fans that said, you know, Missouri's been down, and even as a Jayhawk fan, I say, good for you. You guys needed that win. And I read that, and I thought uh, to myself, oh, go fuck yourself, asshole. Fucking prick. <laughs>
7: Every good Missouri fan should.
3: Bill Self has fed them this line that, hey, guys, you guys don't care about Missouri anymore, and they're like, "Okay, we don't care about Missouri no more." <laughs> and I think those talk jocks, as you call them, have bought have bought into that narrative, and we see that this is clearly not the case. And of course, that's not the case. The rivalry's been going on since the fucking Civil War. Yeah, this is not going to stop because we moved fucking conferences five years ago. You it's fucking not asshole! Stop. And
1: you know, Bill Self, I honestly, you know, Kim Jong Bill believes he mm-hmm. is a, is he a, a, a demigod, mm-hmm. and so. It's such horse shit. It's such colossal, stinking, reeking horse shit. Covered in cat hair, sizzling on a hot hibachi.
3: But here's the thing that frustrates me more than anything about Barry Odom is not that we're losing games we should win, not that we're struggling a little bit. It's that the same fucking mistakes that we were making in August of 2016, now in September of 2017, haven't improved one fucking bit. In fact, they're worse in a lot of areas.
1: Did Dang. we not talk about this? the inexplicable decisions that they make? You know, Rashad Brandon, nobody can quit talking about the guy. He doesn't play two-thirds of the fucking snaps. Crockett Rountree. sits on the bench for fucking two first series. You know, Roundtree doesn't even get snaps. Uh, there is nobody in the middle of the fucking field. <clears throat> we do not know what a fucking drag would us. The tight ends got shut the fuck out because they would rather see Drew Locke throw fucking laterally across the field so it can get picked off rather than have a fucking tight end over the middle. Jesus Christ, what is a, a quarterback's best friend other than a goddamn tight end? And Josh Heupel acts like they're fucking herpes and he wants to get as far away from him as he fucking possibly can. It drives me so fucking crazy. And it's not just Josh Heupel. It was Josh Hinton. Mizzou football is absolutely unable and unwilling to use the fucking field between the hash marks—it drives me fucking crazy. This is what pisses me off about Barry Oda more than anything is Ishwitter coming into the game because he blocks well. That is a horse shit excuse. I want to say it again for the people out there that are going to tweet me that like, why is he in the game because he pass blocks? Fuck it. That is an excuse that the coaches tell stupid people to justify why they're putting the upperclassmen on the field. That is plain favorites. He is not. He's probably the fourth most talented running back on our team, and I don't care what kind of pass blocker he is. You do not put the fucking four string running back in. Who are these people that think getting their dick out and or junk or genitals or whatever acronym or whatever? I think I'm on I think I know what you're talking about. Whatever. Yeah. What do they expect to happen? If some girl's gonna be like, mm-hmm, that sure looks fancy and delicious. Mm-hmm, I'm yep. gonna have me some of that. Where's my bib? <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> oh, you don't need a bib. <laughs> you know? yeah, it remains true today. You do not need a
1: bib. We <laughs> won that very long category. Yeah, it was a
3: very long one, but we ran I a hope lot. your
1: guys' Monday commute to work is somewhere in Idaho. Three and a half hours long show here.
4: Rant of the Year, Colin and tight ends. Yeah,
1: well, no, that yeah. was
4: well get, uh, uh, Pretty, pretty, pretty heated on that one, yeah.
1: Albert O. came around. We still have a stack of awards to give out. Yeah, we
3: sure do. That's why we have uh, so much cocaine. <laughs> Caleb, you need <laughs> any scotch? Change your mind on that? Uh,
4: I might have to get into some of this.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one of the most popular segments we've done this year and in years past is our Sour Grapes segment. and yep, We haven't been able favorite. to do it until this year. The last couple of years, we've been so lousy. But we had some games this year that we were able to uh, play Sour Grapes, and so we're able to bring you, this year, the Sour Grapes of the Year.
2: And now it's time for the worst Sour Grapes Tweet of
1: the Year. Yeah, your team won last year, but this year I wouldn't write checks your ass can't cash at Old Soul Beard. Great job, Mizzou. I was going to ask, how does 1-4 in, in the SEC taste? COD Sports Editor tweeted that. How does it taste to be 1-4 in, in the SEC? I don't know. What is Florida's record? Come on, Mizzou. Act like you've been here before. I don't even what know what that means. I guess because they clapped, then they went off the field, they were in Because we satisfied by a big victory. <laughs> yeah, you know, we beat Florida, everybody. <laughs> Look how excited they are to have beat us. Yeah. Act like you've been here before. And the truth is, I think we just alluded to it, we have been here before. <laughs> yes, that's true. We've done it by 29 points mm-hmm. before. Yeah, just a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, so it happens. Put this victory in your trophy case with your four conference championship game runner-up trophies. So Ir- Hashtag irrelevant
3: program, Ren. Mm, If we are irrelevant and we beat you by 33, ergo, <laughs> what does that make you? What yeah. does that make you? Our, uh, yeah, last uh,
1: our conference runner ups so, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I bet you'd be pretty proud of that at this point, wouldn't you?
3: If you think Missouri's program is even comparable to Tennessee's, then you're a dumbass.
1: Sour grapes. Well, it's hard to compare. I mean, really, you can only compare them for six years because mm-hmm. we've only been, you know, in the same conference for six years. And by so, that comparison, we're better than yeah, they are. Yeah, better. We're than, a much better
3: football yeah. program. Yeah. yeah. All right, good sour grapes there, mm-hmm. Caleb. What do you? They make you got make the there? sweetest wine.
8: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we have the revelant. <laughs>
3: hmm Easy for you to say. The rebel... Yeah, now I'm not going to be able
8: to
4: fucking say it. <laughs> 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 Too much cocaine. Yeah. Irrelevant program.
3: No, that's us. Yeah. Congratulations uh, for that stupid sour grapes. We had some sour grapes today after the Mississippi State lost. Yep. They were salty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, guys. We've got uh, a couple more categories before we head to our last break of the day. One of them is uh, team guests because... For some reason or another, we are able to get uh, some members of the Missouri football program to come on the show. I'm more sure thankful for that, and so uh, once again, we want to give an award to the Missouri program guest who came on the show.
2: And now it's time for the best team interview of the year, Drew Locke.
3: What was the line of questioning like from the uh, press today? What kind of what what did people want to know from
7: you? Oh, you know, are we going to be any good? You know, am I going to be any good? Is Coach Odom any good? Is our offensive line any good? Is the defense going to be any good? Are we going to be any good? Yeah. You know, mostly stuff like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, and what was your answer to that?
7: Oh, yeah, we're going to be super duper at all of it. Once Corey gets out of here, I'm going to definitely get some. He's going to go down and he says he's going to slay some shit that's on the SEC network. I forget her name, but
3: she uh, well, can't be talking about Laura. Yeah, well, if she, uh, he's talking about Laura Reynolds, she's a married woman.
7: Uh, you know Corey
2: Fatoni. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to be an issue for him anyway. I don't know about her, but Corey Fatoni.
7: Yeah, I wish uh, I wish Drew appreciated a little bit more. I mean, I do this for him too, but he always wants mac and cheese.
2: is that right?
7: He's in his room right now playing fucking Call of Duty, and he's always complaining. I don't make enough mac and cheese. I'm like, Jesus Christ, kid. You know. What is? He's place like, was dairy. I mean, between the mac and cheese and all he drinks is milk. I mean, the guy's got to be bound up. I'll get you out of the can of, I'm kind of shit. the weeks, <laughs> getting ready for the big matchup this weekend with the team that we're playing that I don't realize who it is. I don't. Who are we playing?
3: Uh, you're playing Purdue, the Purdue Boilermakers this week, Corey. The, the Boilermaker
7: <laughs> it has
3: something to do with trains. I really don't know either. You got me. That's uh they must have been standing on the back of the lane and ran out <laughs> <laughs> Guess so. Barry Odom, Are you a golfer, coach?
7: No, hell, I don't do of that pansy shit.
3: <laughs> do you hunt?
1: Well fuck yeah I hunt. I mean, but Jesus Christ, boy, I mean I'm a man, eh? ain't <laughs> I?
3: Did you do any of that in the off season?
1: Sure, sure. I killed a thirty four point buck, uh, even though it was not deer season, so keep that under your hat.
3: Okay, we won't broadcast that.
7: killed kill, a, kill a coyote or two, uh, you know. Whatever. All right. I've shot dogs just <laughs> for target. I well, mean, people are going to leave them running around the neighborhood like that.
1: They, you know, he kind of half-assed expected.
3: <laughs> I don't know what kind of neighborhood do you live in, Coach.
7: Oh, well, it's right in the middle of Columbia.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this right: you're shooting dogs in
7: the middle of the city of Columbia? I, am I not supposed to? Is there is there a rule against that? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, boys. I know a lot about football on the defensive side, yeah, but I'm not even sure what a touchdown's worth. So when he he told me seventeen points, it seemed right because they were in the end zone. Not say roughly seventeen times. <laughs> uh,
3: good visits. Yeah, yeah. All righty, Caleb. Who have you got for the? I know winner? who my favorite is. Yeah, I bet you do.
4: <laughs> Cory Tony.
1: Oh. Corey, I figured as as is, is often as uh, Coach Odom
3: was on, maybe he'd steal that one. Yeah, I think he won last year. Yeah, and yeah. he deserved it then too. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course, Corey, Corey's going to be happy about that. He's,
1: yeah, I'm telling you what, uh, you know, it's going to be a sad day when Corey
3: um, graduates from this university. I hope he visits us even though. Oh, when he I'm goes sure he will be,
1: he be in the about. NFL, so he'll still be a relevant person to talk sure, to about absolutely. sports. He may be
3: more available. Who yeah, knows? Sure, yeah. yeah, Corey can have some blue language occasionally, and that mm-hmm. brings us to our. Next category before we go to the break. This is the most vulgar moment. Because oh we have had some moments that uh, weren't necessarily for children. We've had some people say, you know, that we like the show, but we can't really listen to it. Did you bring
4: out the edits for this?
3: Oh my goodness. <laughs> we might have to. All right, let's just get
2: into it. Most vulgar moment. And now it's time for the most vulgar moments of the year.
3: Why is putting a backpack on a thing? It's a college thing that we're not aware of, because right, we're old. Yes. Well, I, I know, but I would like it explained to me. Is Urban Dictionary got something for me? It's. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure. Caleb's <laughs> the, the Urban Dictionary. We'll go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's some serious bonin' music. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to it all day at work, and then go home and put it to my old. Yeah, lady. that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you should. All right, guys, let's uh, let's get to the serious. Go home and let's let's say it. something sexy to that music, like I'm going to fuck you where your pee comes from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I have to head. get
1: the razor blade out and scrape the Mazatcast sticker off the back of my car if I go to Springfield just so I don't get lynched.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, they do that there. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mediocre for the last decade. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the last non mediocre
4: year for them.
1: When they had a c*** <laughs> taking them the <laughs> National <laughs> Championship games. Yeah,
4: they were pretty good. If you didn't know it, Jesus was a <laughs>
1: Well, not Jesus necessarily, but Tim Tebow certainly. Well, he
4: is Jesus. <laughs> oh. So, if you
1: didn't know. I've been confused. Yes. Tennessee hasn't had a <laughs> to winning championships for them since, you know, in the last decade. I mean, they have, you have to go all the way back to Peyton Manning, who I don't even think was a c***. <laughs> <good God. laughs> he loves Papa John's pizza. I know that. And, and certain types of insurance. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Caleb, be ready for that. That's Let me uh, say this, Caleb. Let's just throw everybody in the press box, Super Friends, yeah. as the douche of the week. Okay. I just there's some of the few
4: people that make money off adolescent boys that don't go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put
1: yeah. yeah.
4: yeah.
1: that. That's a feather in your
4: cap. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. All right, Caleb. I feel like the beeps
1: make it sound so much worse than it actually was. Uh, oh, sure. I don't I feel
4: think like so. Brendan wasn't in on any of this. Yeah.
1: Well, Weird. It? <laughs> it's like somebody else <laughs> picks yeah. the categories. Yeah.
4: I don't know. Uh, Tim Tebow is a.
1: Don't beep it. Yeah. Don't beep it. <laughs> well, I won't. It's not a terrible term. It's a it's a real thing that happens. Some people so are not comfortable with their s
4: <laughs> Brennan. <their laughs> What's yeah. funny is the other day on Twitter I saw someone he he put some quote up or whatever. And like the first three comments are it's it's two thousand eighteen, Tim. You can
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> not hard to figure out. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> that much. And isn't
4: What's <laughs> <laughs> is that you handsome? can bleep it out there, I guess. I
1: don't know. Yeah. I don't know where the line is anymore, but I'm sorry. We're
3: all coked out. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that means we're time for our next break. Yeah. So, this is
2: the Mazodkers. And now, we look back on when Titanic Hoops made a special video just for the Mazodcast. Taylor,
7: over to Lions. Now, look at the help by Kansas. You see Sharon Collins. They're going to try to jam the lane. Tiller. Taylor, Zaire Taylor, tries to win
9: guys, so my favorite Mazad cast moment was, I would say after it was the South Carolina or Purdue game, but Coach Odom called in the show, so nice of him, and just
7: his, um we're going to score some points, or we won't. I just really appreciate how you guys get Odom to be so transparent, honest with his listeners, and it's telling us either he's going to do something or he's not going to do something. He really pinned it down and really gives some good insight into the team the everyday life. So thank you for the show, and I'll talk to you soon, Coach Odom. I think a Mazosker needs to go to Hugh Freeze for strangest, weirdest, creepiest interaction with a podcast. I really just freaked out by reading those messages to you guys. Something weird about a former Power Five top coach who got caught with his pants down, trying to sell his his case for redemption to you guys. I find it fucking bizarre, and there needs to be a Mazosker for it.
0: Eric Beisel, Jamon Moore, He please called a dirty whore, Caleb's weekly dick, Senate Howard, shoes and grass. Mac Ewain some sharks, talking sports with Jay Sparks, drunken student drove his pass out on the b-ball court. Collin and his off fair Brian's a twink, Caleb's a bear, Longhorns in the full game, comeback came up short. Tennessee can't buy a win, Brian missed the show again. Came with just a touch of class, chop it up and fucking it, it up. they're talking football and they make Tony drives an I rot Konzo higher borders come Tiger hoops is on the rise Cross Getting canned Feinbach getting out of hand Caleb really crossed the line Between Jimbo And his thighs Waltz the Tiger was a mess Suffering from SPS Winner round three Six game winning streak Kornheiser, David Nail, Dante Porter eating kale Tillman's now a Tiger's guy Pissing off a lion I'm eye so This is Up, cooks anything, press box, super friends, tell you how to tweet again. Butch jumps, not escape. hot fans, sour grapes, Kansas scribbers, back news, back with boys are talking smack. Bird is fired on the field, Barry's winning season sealed, DJ Moe do up the week. Always won by Mo you see. Rockets out, round trees in, Larry scored a fucking game. Every day, can I play? What else do I have to say?
3: shit. That's quite a song. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you very much, Mike Steele. Yeah. He uh, provided us, of course, the wonderful Tennessee song and our intro for uh, SEC Around the Horn. This is probably his opus, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. A very
4: good song. I
3: yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> that's catchy. You're going to find yourself singing it the rest mm, of the week. Sure. Yeah, and it really celebrates all that is the Mazat cast this yeah. year. So uh, I hope people have made it you know four
1: and a half hours into this show yeah. to hear
3: it well it's award season if you've ever watched the oscars or the grammys or any of the emmys any of these things they go a long time and they should because there's a lot to uh, talk about but yeah. uh we don't have anybody to play us off so we're going to continue and let's continue now with our final candidates for story of the year
2: and now the final candidates for story of the year Anyway. I you do know this,
1: if you like Chinese restaurants and mega churches, it, Springfield is a place to go.
3: hmm Yeah. And bad Chinese food.
1: <laughs> Bass Pro Shop is there as well. Mm-hmm. As if those aren't everywhere now.
3: <laughs> so what a claim to fame. Yeah,
1: I love when I see the high Facebook culture.
3: Pro,
1: <laughs> the Facebook pros of people taking their oh, we went out to Springfield, hit the Bass Pro Shop. Mm-hmm. I'm like,
3: whoa. <laughs> yeah, slow down. Party weekend. Yeah, carnival. Where else am I gonna get a fucking fishing lure?
1: Yeah. And and you know what? For people with small pickles, too, that crosses a tremendous amount of, mm-hmm. of anxiety, it, you know, shy bladder. I know Brian has a terrible time trying to pee in those.
3: Well, those. We've never really addressed that about going to a football game at Ferrell and the small pickle syndrome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a good time
3: now, Brittany, mm-hmm. to, to uh, talk about small pickle syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. and, and I Or mean, SPS, as it's known. I think, you know, that is something that maybe Mizzou fans haven't really looked at, or the athletic department hasn't really looked at when they can't feel. When we're putting 65,000 people in a 75,000 seat stadium, I think you've got what you've got there is 10,000 small pickles.
1: I'm a child of the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And there was a certain mascot for Bud Light. You may know him. His mm-hmm. name was Spuds McKenzie. Sure. And the commercials would leave me believe that Spuds McKenzie was a dog. He's right a right? dog. So this dog would walk into a party full of beautiful ladies, and the ladies mm-hmm. would just soak their socks. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just fawned all over this dog. And they couldn't wait to have sex with this beard-guzzling dog. <laughs> yeah. And so my, my... The premise alone was
1: <laughs> yeah, my, ludicrous. My thought was, it's like, so does everybody want to have sex with that dog? Yeah. Is that what they're selling?
3: And uh, Keep in mind, the dog wore sunglasses. I,
1: so I took a firm stand very early on in life. You know, a principled stand that I'm not going to drink Bud Light with their very firm bestiality policy.
3: Yes, no. I you know, think do you feel
1: like... I feel like that's...
3: Ethically upstanding, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: I was just disgusted mm-hmm. by the idea of, of Spud McGinsey just having just Caligula level orgies with these beautiful
3: ladies. Yes, yeah, all
1: he's, on Bud Light's dime. His
3: red rocket, pink lipstick <laughs> oh, out God. there. I'll give him this; he could ride a skateboard. <laughs> this may have been most vulgar.
1: <laughs> sure, could. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, I've digressed. <laughs> Caveat. Okay. Digression. Everybody had one of these if you're our age. Mm-hmm. The VHS tape that had a sex scene in it. That you watched numerous times <laughs> uh, be, because it had the sex scene. Mm. You're it, talking
3: it, a normal movie, with yeah, like scene.
1: a normal movie. Because I said porno wasn't that uh, readily available. You got you'd watch a movie for four hours to see some side boob, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Watch so a
4: basic instinct. The scenes you know share yeah, So some, is that your movie? I mean, wh- what what movie
1: was it for you, Caleb? Growing up, we I, all uh, had that, one.
4: That was probably it. My, my buddy instinct had that movie, and you just watch Basic Instinct over and over and over again. Or if you, at his house he had cable, which I didn't have, I'm a country kid. You watched the Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Showtime. Yep. I don't know yeah. what you
3: guys are talking about. Wild things. Wild things. <laughs> it was yeah. wild things after you. <laughs> wild things.
4: Smith Campbell. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so mine
1: was uh, Money Train. No. With Woody Harrelson yeah. and uh, Wesley Snipes and a young uh, J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez yeah. was in it. There's a love scene in it where you get to see J-Lo's boobs for like 13 tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was worth it, mm. and I watched it numerous times. That part of the VHS was just like scrambled. It had been rewound and watched so often. Mm-hmm. Literally starting to melt the, the film in it, but... So, hey, Mizzou, uh, Mazzotcast fans, just tell us who will your favorite pre-poop, you know, Jack. VHS. Yeah, VHS jack off regular movie. I mm-hmm. don't want to hear no Debbie Doves Dallas stuff,
3: you know? Yes, regular, normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mainstream film. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-internet. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear it. And our younger. You know,
1: At Mazzotcast. And our younger listeners who don't have an idea what we're talking about. What's mm-hmm. a VHS? That's right.
3: That is all the candidates. Yeah, there's some good stories. It's going to be tough to pick, but uh, before we get to that, because like that is the uh, the big finale of the yeah, show. Best story. We did something this year because it's a podcast, and yep. it's tough to take calls because we mm-hmm. recorded odd times yep. after games and everything. So we started to enact a policy where we ask you guys to send in voicemails. Yeah, leave us and, these voicemails. Yeah, and you guys came through big time. Yeah, and, and it um, became one of the favorite parts of the show. Yeah,
1: for for those leaving voicemails, you know, when we get feedback on the show. Again, uh, rarely complimentary of us as individuals, but uh, people love to hear other people scream Mm -hmm. about the Tigers. They love the voicemail segment.
3: I think it's cathartic. People say what everybody else listening is thinking. Yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, we're very happy to bring you this Voicemail of the Year
2: category. And now it's time for Best Fan Voicemail of the Year.
9: Six minutes left in the first quarter, and the only thing going through my head right now is, the sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. We'll come and talk with you again. I don't mind Missouri losing because football teams lose all the time. unless you're Goddamn Alabama. But football teams lose all the time. It's how bad we're playing. We just look hapless on defense. Look completely unfocused on offense. It's, I don't, oh, God.
3: I don't even know. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like. You. I feel like.
9: <laughs> I feel like I've just been got done crying. That's how bad this feels. Feels like I just spent the past hour and a half crying. And it's only been, I god did. damn, nine minutes of the game. <laughs> we turned around. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in the future, we turn it around. Somehow I got it. Somehow I think Carrion walks in for another eight touchdowns this game. Close five. I love five. my team, but holy fuck, you had to do better than this. This is podcast. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling in. Just pause it.
0: you lay on the spot, guys. You fire.
7: All right, guys, first-time caller, long-time listener. I'm going to start this off. I've been drinking for a while, but here's my (laughs) fucking fire take of the day. Art Riles is Hugh Freeze, he's the closest
0: damn Missouri Tiger team. Because Barry Odom doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Are you shitting me 13 goddamn points? (laughs) To South fucking Carolina to give up four hundred 10 Tennessee State. Are you kidding me? What the hell? Come on, boys, let's go. Have some fire under your ass. Let's move the ball. Ah,
4: thank you. I say we hire that guy. <laughs> I'm <laughs>
1: fucking motivated.
7: I could run through a brick wall right now.
4: With a helmet call.
1: on. <laughs> Might have been the best call we have ever gotten. Man
6: hey, guys, I'm sorry. I missed the pretty week, but I'm just absolutely disgusted with this was
0: our effort. For God's sake, this is the fourth week in a row. We haven't even showed up to a game. God damn it. Good <laughs> luck, The defense. I don't give a hell. Auburn scored 51 points, and that's fine. But Jesus Christ, have some freaking pride, boys. For God's I don't
9: care about hitting anyone or playing any defense, but show up. Well, third game in, and it's already fucking over, fellas. <laughs> I don't know
7: what the hell else they can do. They can't catch a fucking ball.
9: We can't play fucking offense. Check. We can't play
7: fucking defense. Check. The best goddamn guy on the team is a fucking punter, the fucking kicker. He's the best we got. And the, the sad thing is, it ain't the talent. We got Demetrius Crockett. Demarius. We got fucking Grulock. We have the fucking receivers. We don't have no fucking coaches. Incorrect. Holy shit. I hope Jim Sturt. I will be listening to your fucking podcast. I certainly I, hope he doesn't. I hope he hears the fans. I hope he sees the fans leaving. They're going to put that new fucking fans in. There ain't going to be no one there. You think people want to pay for that shit? <laughs> the fucking players don't give a shit. Why the fuck should the fans? That's all I
9: got. Can't wait for basketball season. This is
3: Kisses.
9: <laughs> For M I Z C O U the cat.
3: Oh boy, that goes. That's okay. a good one. Ricky's in there somewhere. <laughs> a
4: cat. M I Z C O U. <laughs> hey, so I have a friend, and well, that's good. I just wanna clean his vagina. Oh. <laughs> A woman and can never answer
0: any
3: questions <laughs> I don't know that this was for us is this a sorority <laughs> I don't know what's happening hey, but they keep finding our hey, number hey Ricky there. you can lose that number <laughs> You know, Caleb I'm liking this I'm Zing. liking the tenor yeah I'm liking the tenor Ricky Ricky's come on, back we're not playing the cat. come on we're not
0: playing the cat what <laughs> Ricky we're not playing the
1: cat
3: stop that was the entire voicemail <laughs> I don't even know if I got the right number.
6: I <laughs> love this guy. This
7: is, uh.
3: This I'm might going, be a 2am call. What the
7: fuck? <laughs> I've never, I don't understand how one team can be so fucking bad at defense. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. But, whatever. <laughs> oh, I just don't see how we're so fucking bad. He's drunk. Fire Odom, get the hashtag started, fire Odom, Wait till Kevin Slugman's fired. Hire him. What? I bet you he's better. We're at. Nonsensical fire. I'm done. Mm. We are, too. <laughs> Sup, y'all? Uh Sup, Short-time y'all? listener, first-time caller. Just want to say, at at this point, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, you can't even be mad anymore. <laughs> hey it's guys, just fucking hilarious. I don't think
3: he's drunk. He's stoned. How
0: bad Mizzou is right now. Fucking Jamon Moore. More like Jamon can't fucking score because he's too busy getting the ball ripped out of his fucking hands in the fucking goddamn end zone. That's a long what name. A little wordy. Fuck? I don't give a fuck. If it was 35 to 3 with like fucking 3 minutes left at that point. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing, dude?
1: This guy's going through You're puberty on air. Tweet about mm-hmm.
0: how you want to play with for the fucking Texans like in South July. Port. You fucking dropped 10 passes a game. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Wait, the, I, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Barry O you are a fucking defensive coordinator and you're a fucking great and then you're a fucking head ball coach and you can't even fucking find your own dick. Like what I don't I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew I don't I, I don't,
7: he I don't know.
4: know. He um,
0: doesn't
7: um We don't know, MIG
4: right. <laughs> we know you M I Z though. <laughs> you.
7: Looks like a real football game. Didn't look sloppy, didn't look stupid. I'm real happy. That was some good shit. That's some real good shit pound for pound they have more talent than we do and we fucking wax
3: that you <laughs> <M-I-Z. laughs> wow um, one thing I've learned about listening to these voicemails again is I feel like they were better when we sucked yeah you know what I
1: remembered one where guy's Thanks, Mizzou. You give me headaches. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I didn't make the
3: cut. Apparently, yeah. I, I well, we had a lot of particular. candidates. Yeah, yeah that was good. <laughs> All right, Caleb. I think I know how this one's going to go. But why don't yeah. you go ahead and open the envelope yeah, it for us? Open
4: the envelope, but I—I have I a sneaking suspicion it goes to Ian the
3: Antler. Yep. And yeah. Of Well, well earned for yep. Ian. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh one of the oldest segments we've ever had on this show, since from day one, I believe, is Kansas News. Sure. And uh we've always had some good Kansas News because it's such a fucked up state. Yeah. It's, a, it's the worst place in the world, yeah, obviously. Sure. And by the way, Kansas lost today. I don't yep, know if you guys saw did. that. Yeah. So uh let's go ahead and to play. five and seven in the league Baylor. That's correct. I enjoyed that. Let's go ahead and play the uh candidates for Kansas News of the Year. And now, what you've been waiting
2: for The best Kansas news of the year.
3: Kansas man admits throwing acid on his wife. Sure. He said he came from the year 2048 and warned of aliens. Police say he was drunk. (laughs) Kansas man found dead after eight months sitting in parking lot. Police arrest Kansas man suspected of having sex with dog. (laughs) Kansas couple robbed while inside dumpster. (laughs) Wichita chiropractor takes flack for lipstick menstrual product.
1: I'm sorry, what? What?
3: (laughs) Kansas lawmaker boasts about harassing man in a skirt who turned out to be a woman. (laughs) Kansas woman urinates in yard, slaps child. (laughs) Kansas man murders roommate, thought she was a zombie. (laughs) Sure. Wow. Those were strong candidates. So many to choose from. Yeah. All right, Caleb, what does the envelope say here?
4: Well, this is probably the toughest competition of the night. Kansas couple robbed in the dumpster.
1: Yep.
3: Yeah. They I were having to... coitus
1: that in the correct. dumpster. They were having relations. Left out in the, uh, a little know. clip package there, but yeah, they were bucking.
3: And I think it was questionable whether they lived in said dumpster or not. Is yeah, that is a common Kansas sure. home.
1: You know what? It, it reminds me of the two the two segments we get the most uh, positive inform or you know feedback from. Voicemails and Kansas News uh, don't require us. That's right.
3: Well, sour grapes is about the same way. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, don't, we just play what other people have, uh, yeah. have said. So, yeah. People really love show? when we we're not show? talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to the category that we did talk in and we played for you all the stories of the year. Caleb, would you open the final envelope of the night for the best story of the year? Who will it be? Mmm.
4: Copper Chef. Yeah,
3: I think that's, yeah, that's a absolutely. There. Yeah, Copper Chef. we we still looking for that Copper Chef sponsorship.
4: Yeah. Well, I cooked a grilled cheese on a Copper Chef tonight before I came. How would it turn out? Uh, my son ate it. So yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> well, that's high praise.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. High <laughs> praise indeed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, he, um, su- he survived. <laughs> so good news. Yeah, I wanted to check in with the fine bot real quick. Paul, how are you doing?
9: I want some, uh some whiskey.
3: Yeah, he's been drinking all night long. No, yeah, you really the didn't drink. get home. Yeah,
9: Where? Where's the drink? I passed out from
4: drinking. Yeah, to I wanted to get that thing of scotch. It's
3: mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, it yeah. gone. <laughs> it's gone. All right, guys. So that is all we've got for you for tonight. I really enjoyed uh, listening to the year that was the Mazadcast, And uh, before we go, as we do every year, we have a little look back on the 2017 season of the Mazadcast. So here it goes.
7: A Bukaki of football garbage.
8: Spend all your time waiting.
4: Clyburn, butt
8: fuck. For <laughs> chance,
3: for a break that would make it okay. It's an interesting strategy to lose 13 straight to empty out the stand so that that's you right. can really rattle Arkansas. <laughs> that's,
7: that's exactly what it was.
8: And it's hot at the end.
7: Kids got cancer, but who cares? Need
8: some distraction. Oh,
7: That's
4: tail, man. Yeah, I'll bust that
8: nut. My
4: Curry has a distinct smell.
1: It's fake news. Hashtag sad.
0: Find some peace
1: if you're driving across the country, Brendan, what you need a porno
3: magna dildo. Got any kiddie porn? Go Tigers and all
7: that bull, You know, from
3: Yahoo. Wise words from Hitler.
1: Everybody fails in God's eyes and sometimes pick yourself back up. Blah, 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 blub
3: to jizz up this couch? <laughs> You're in the arms of the Fucking Jamon Moore. Fucking Jamon Moore.
0: <laughs>
3: Anybody can do a show immediately after a big win against Tennessee.
1: Yeah, but try doing it in the middle of June. All right, lift up that nutsack, fella. So we know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Lazy pricks.
8: <laughs> <laughs> vultures and thieves at your back.
3: The forecast called for poon tank. <laughs> yes, it sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on
8: building the lies that you make up for all that you lack.
3: I'm a pretty
4: girl.
0: Don't make no difference.
4: <laughs> this year is going to be pure funk all years.
0: <laughs> it's easy.
7: Barry Odom, Barry
0: Scrotum.
3: And there is a lot of squishing when you make love <laughs> to seafood. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: My tiny, tiny pickle.
7: <laughs> but Ted Bundy was a real sex spot.
9: Stuck at D, Tennessee, M I Z.
0: From this star.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll read your question on the air. What a thrill for you.
3: I'm ready to go. Come on, be a tiger. We want it in black and gold. Me, 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 true, son.
4: I inseminate turkeys for a living. Your cup runneth over with shark fucking talk today, guys. (laughs) I've been drinking Zima and Jolly Ranchers
1: all night. Fucked up. Right now, Mm -hmm. Daddy's got the thumper. Hey, if you can't fuck a girl in her ass when she's 13 years old in this United States, then maybe I don't want to be here. He might be a wizard.
3: That uh, really brings a tear to the eye. Well, I'll
1: tell you what, taking it out of context, boy...
3: This yeah. show is un, un unlistenable. Un, yeah.
1: It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you could be arrested. <laughs> yeah.
3: For reals. Well, guys, uh, thank you once again for joining us here in the news season. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Thank you again to Schlafly Beer, our sponsor, as well as Game Six Honky Tonk. Though both will probably cancel after mm-hmm. listening to this episode. Absolutely. And uh, we look forward to your voicemails again oh, because there's some coming, folks. We are going to be in St. Louis for the SEC basketball tournament. So we would love to see you at Game 6 honky tonk when that comes around. Yeah, we
4: have some things to give away from Game 6 during Yeah, that's too. right. We're, we're
3: going to uh, try to do a live podcast. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We'll have five or six people there, I'm sure.
4: Yeah, and probably none of them actually listen no, to the show. They just, but just they'll wander off yeah. the street. <laughs> they are going to order in an extra thing of olives too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's so right. That. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, with pimento. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you again. Follow us on Twitter at Mizadcast, and uh, we will be happy to bring you more. More hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Yeah, I know we took a little break. Mm-hmm. You know, because we deserve that. But uh, more <laughs> yeah. shows to
1: come. We're we're back. We're back in the saddle again.
3: All right. So uh, until next time, which could be a week from now, could be a month from now. Who knows? <laughs> this has been the Miz. We are unreliable. <laughs> See you all later. M I Z Z O U. Go Tigers.